Hello, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen here to tell you to listen to the Rough House podcast, hosted by Christoph and Marty Housen. Christoph Housen, yes, very good. You both got the Housen in there. Anyways, have a nice time. Love that, Dan Housen. Listen to this podcast. It's very nice, very evil. The Rough House podcast, Housen. Dan Housen is so powerful. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 339, recording date of Sunday, September 10, 2023. Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Kristoff. Thank you guys for uh, for listening here. Um, yeah. I don't know. I was going to say something, but uh, it, it, it already left my mind. This is the Chris you're getting this morning. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so rare form already. Well, just uh, be prepared for that. Well, last week was a, a very, very big week in professional wrestling. And it's not to say this week wasn't. We talked a lot last week. Yes. There was a lot to dig into. Uh, this is more of a bog standard week, though it did have one of the most surprisingly great pay per views of all time. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. just front to back, a hell of a show, which we will talk about. Uh, there is now a, a weight lifted from the number two company, uh, a weight that even though more stuff's coming out, I'm just going to say it. I don't care to talk about it. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, you know, they We've said our piece yeah. until the tell all interview comes right. out. Right. Where, where, where we will hear one very biased side of the story. Yes. Uh, then, then we'll comment. But as for now, uh, ding dong, he's gone. Yeah. Um, and that's really the only thing to say about that. Yeah. It's not, it's not worth digging into that said, Chris, mm. even though there's a lot from the AEW side of the house, I did actually want to dig into something. Oh, the world wrestling federation. I've heard of those guys. 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. All right, so I recognize talking about bad WWE booking is basically like being mad at a dog for not being a cat. Like, Sure, yeah. Sky is blue, water is wet. It's just their nature. But there was an angle on Raw this week okay. that I found incredibly stupid. And for as stupid as it was, it got dumber, and I will explain. Okay. So last Saturday night, was the PLE for mm-hmm. uh, Payback. And sure. the main event was Shinsuke Nakamura going for the world title held by Seth, Seth Rollins. Uh-huh. Seth retained. And after the show, so just for the, you know, the live audience that they posted on social media, right. Shinsuke beat down Seth okay. after the show. So Did Muda get involved or did Keiji Muda just, just sit there? He just was sitting there. He just was okay. hanging out. Right. Which... I, why, I why fly him in if he's just going to sit there? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't get it. But hey, it's what they did. It's their money. They have a ton of money. They're fine. Um, so kind of weird that they have this angle that isn't on television. Right. So cut to Raw on Monday. 
Seth is pissed. He wants revenge. Granted, he wants revenge at the beginning of hour number two, not the beginning of the show. But he wants revenge. Well, it's a secondary title, so. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so he's he's very mad. He wants revenge. And he calls out Shinsuke Nakamura. And he's like, Nakamura, I want a piece of you. I will give you another shot at the world title. I will give it to you tonight. Okay. So Shinsuke comes out. Sure. He gets a promo in Japanese because that's what he's doing now. He's cutting his promos in Japanese. Totally I'm fine okay with, with that. It. Yeah. Totally cool with it. And he says no. Nakamura says no. Nakamura says no. Turns down a title opportunity. Turns after... down a title okay. opportunity against the guy who he has re-injured the back of. Mm-hmm. Says he okay. doesn't want it. He's you know he he says he'll decide the time and place. All that shit. And it's okay. like you have uh, an unfocused, angry, broken Seth Rollins in front of you right. who's offering you a world title shot. Sure. So Rollins is like, all right, you don't want to fight me. I will come and fight you. So they brawl. Uh-huh. And it's just like, why? Why, why any of this? Brawl happens. It gets broken up. Uh, Ricochet, of all people, uh, helps out Seth. Uh, they end okay. up doing right after that a, uh, a Nakamura ricochet match, which Nakamura wins. But it cuts to the back after all of this with Damian Priest, Mr. Money in the Bank, uh huh, holding on to his briefcase, watching everything transpire. You know, where the world champion just got beat up by another guy yeah. and he's a bad back. Yeah. And Rhea turns to him and goes, now's not the time. Um, when, when, when is the time mommy? Does no (laughs) one want the world title? Apparently not. What the fuck? You basically have chumped out your top face on raw because Uh he's like, I want a match. And the heels like, no, not worth it. You chumped out what is supposed to be the top heel on raw right now because he's offered a world title match against a broken man. And he goes, nah, I'm good. And then one of the hottest groups that you have right now in Judgment Day. Yeah. You have a guy who has that money in the bank briefcase. Cash in any time. That would have been a great fucking time, right? One would assume that, uh, yeah, somebody beaten down and after a brawl and after a match and uh, then after being jumped and all these sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, he did, however, this week get a customized briefcase. They're doing a, a whole thing where uh, J.D. McDonough is uh, trying to uh, become part of Judgment Day because of his history with Finn Balor. Okay, so it's a Roderick Strong, Adam Cole situation. 1,000%. <laughs> and what he did to try to, you know, curry favor with... Damien Priest is he made him he a brought new... in Curry Man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> also, really kind of fucked up because then it would have been the EVP of talent relations, right? Yeah, showing yeah, yeah. up uh, in WWE. I, anyway, he makes him. I a, digress. <laughs> a, a customized briefcase where, okay. uh, it, first of all, it's now in Judgment Day colors. Which okay, fine, but sure, it indicates he is Senor Money in the Bank <laughs> because he's Hispanic origin. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. 
has he ever dropped any kind of punishment uh, line or anything like that? Or, uh, or Not that I can recall, but of course, I am not watching WWE with the fine-tooth comb that I, is, uh, that I am, say, New Japan or AEW right now. Sure, sure. Yeah, we leave that to the Twitter trolls. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a, an entire cottage industry of people who can tell you their takes on that. Yeah, um, and the lore of every character. <laughs> yes, the lore! Um, Man, I, one, I think... That is the most triggering four-letter word for me right now is lore. Lore, yeah. (laughs) It definitely – I know it started with The Fiend in terms of people talking about lore. But I get that with anything now. Um, Yeah. I mean I haven't watched Ahsoka yet still. Right. And what a lot of people are talking about is like, oh, you know, it it delves into the lore of Clone Wars and Rebels. And I'm just like, I – I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Can't just a thing be a thing? <laughs> like, uh. well, I feel like okay. So now we're going to go off on Ahsoka for a second. It's totally fine. Ahsoka is it. essentially a continuation of Rebels. I mean, sure. it's it's essentially a new season of Rebels. Sure, because it's got the, the whole cast and everything. More or less, yeah. I mean, uh, minus yeah, Zeb, I think. Yeah, we haven't seen. Up. We saw Zeb in one scene in Mandalorian in live yeah. action, but he's yeah. yet to show up. Show up here. Um, but yeah, anybody you know who's alive has been mentioned, or or even some of the people who are dead have been mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or or seen. Um, but right. Yeah. So you know. As a unofficial direct sequel, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of implied that, mm-hmm. you know, there are things that have happened in the past that would uh, explain characters' motivations right now. Right, uh, right. Mostly being seen in the most recent and fourth episode of Ahsoka, which has been by far the best of the bunch. That's what I've uh, heard. As we've reached the halfway point in this series. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I understand – how just hearing lore yeah <laughs> just it's... gives you the ickies inside and makes you not it, it, it on principle alone yeah. makes you not want to watch and, and that's pretty much where it's at where i i love star wars i love marvel i mean i'm sitting here wearing a marvel shirt you can if you're watching yes. the video version you can see all the stuff in my background but there comes a point where no different, and, and I'm re- repeating an argument yeah. we've talked about on Patreon episodes. It, there comes a point where no different than comics. You just go, mm-hmm. I can't just dip in anymore. I can't yeah. just like watch something and appreciate it on its own. I have to either know of all this stuff beforehand or all of this stuff after. And it can't just sort of exist. Yeah. And I don't think anyone in Lucasfilm or Marvel Studios is recognizing how ostracizing that is. Well, I think it's it's kind of uh, coming at both ends, giggity. Yeah. Um, so, you know, on one hand, you're correct, 100%, yeah. in that, you know, these we're so deep in the Marvel TV and movies at this point that yeah. you're going to miss stuff if you haven't seen every episode of every show and every movie. Right. But also, at the same time, people are complaining that in this latest phase, they're introducing new people that have no tie-ins to anybody else. What the fuck do you guys want? Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think they are the same groups, though. Because like I'm not saying they are. If but you ask me of, of the recent Marvel stuff, what I feel like was the most successful, Shang Chi might be it because well, Guardians three too. Oh, Guardians three, of course. Sure. Uh, but it introduced a new character. Yeah, it was just barely connected to everything else. Yeah, it was a fun adventure on its own. 
It was a blast. Yeah. And yet, where and where have we seen him since? Nowhere. Nowhere. Because much like the gigantic dead god in the middle of the ocean, just doesn't exist. Just doesn't <laughs> matter. <sighs> anyway, back to WWE. Um, we have to. Yeah, uh, because this week's going to be interesting, Chris. <laughs> okay. On Tuesday, Tuesday, <laughs> the Endeavor deal officially closes. Oh, okay. So UFC and WWE will be merged. And what happens when companies merge? People lose their jobs. 1,000%. And I get it. There's definitely some overlap in terms of WWE has this type of person. Well, so does UFC and, and all of that. But what I have heard, especially in relation to people's contracts coming up right now, because uh-huh. a lot of WWE names have their contracts coming up. Drew McIntyre, people have known for You're a while. You're talking talent, not yeah. office. A little bit of both. Okay. Um, but talking specifically about talent right now, sure. the offers are coming in and they're not really wowing anybody. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a change. Yeah. Now, some people agreed. LA Knight, he got a, a, a re-up. He just signed. He's set for the next few years. Sure. Which well, he's finally his, catching fire after yeah. 20 years in the business. So Yeah. As a 40-year-old man who is finally uh, yeah. getting to be the young upstart on, <laughs> yeah. on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. The guy uh, who was once managed by Percy Pringle. Yes. <laughs> a yes. man who's been dead for 15 plus years. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. He signed the deal. And I get it. He's living his dream right now. Sure. But sure. guys like Drew, even The Miz – they're getting their offers. I mean, this is also the crux of the whole is Edge going to leave thing. Yeah. Edge got an offer and didn't really blow his back out on that one. It just was yeah. like, all right, I guess I could take that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Edge also has, you know, not only name recognition and pro wrestling, but he also has some real world Hollywood, uh, you know, credits to his name. Right. I mean, I he's going to be you know. on a Disney show now. Like, it, yeah, it's not just like, oh, OK, he was, you know, third from the top on a sci fi show, yeah, which yeah, yeah. in and of itself. Hey, good for him. Sure. Uh, you yeah. Know, it's, it's steady work. More credits than I have. <laughs> exactly. Um, but at the same time, you know, now that he's on this Disney side of things, hey, maybe that can, you know, be parlayed into things. He's probably sure. not going to be Dwayne. He's probably not going to be Dave, but he could be someone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I can see why he would be nonplussed about a, a new deal that just sort of yeah. continues on. It doesn't bump Great anything word. up. It doesn't insult you. You just kind of go, oh, okay, I guess I could do that. I mean, he's also got to be like, he's a multimillionaire. Absolutely. At you this know, point, without a doubt, yeah, you know, and and household income as well with with Beth, you know, having a, a long and storied career as well. I don't think uh, the Copelands are strapped for cash. No, no, not at all. But if I'm of his age, of his past uh, mm-hmm. physical uh, injuries, you know, I'm not taking that risk for yeah. under a certain amount of coin. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't blame him one bit. And if we know anything about uh, the other side of things and the way uh, uh, TK runs things is that mm-hmm. he ain't afraid to drop some coin on some shit. Yeah. Provided he sees where it could lead. Sure. You know what? Well, they listen TK. This one's for free. Edge Christian. They become known as my two dads. Let's go with it. <laughs> that's a, that's a trademark. I don't, unless Warner owns Warner t- owns the the trademark they for might. my two dads. They, they might. might. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it was. I feel like that was an ABC. Show. I don't know. But also, matter. you know, different companies produce shows. Let's <laughs> sure. let's see what the old Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. it's it's a Sony. It's a Sony. Oh, show. Okay. All, All right. right. 
Damn All it. Right. Call up Amy Pascal. Yeah. Let, let's make this happen. Um, the only wrestling podcast to ever name drop Amy Pascal. The Rough House <laughs> I dare you to find another. <laughs> I defy you. <laughs> so back to the WWE Endeavor thing. I think Friday is going to be a calling. A bloodbath yeah. of talent and I think both are going to see cuts. Okay. And I think already we have an idea of who one of the shock names is going to be because it came out this week that Gable Stevenson, who has been, you know, the hot prospect and had his first match on the last NXT special PLE thing and got absolutely booed out of the fucking arena. Yeah. Um, First, he was supposed to go back into college at wrestling and, be a part of the world championships this year, which he'd never won. Still of that age? Can he still is of that age. Really? I think he's like 23. Like he's, That's it? Yeah. He's Probably still like of that age. Okay. Um, but it was like the one championship he hadn't won. He's going to go into it. Mm-hmm. And it came out. He's not doing it. Well, it's also come out this week. He's no longer considered a member of the NXT roster. All right. <laughs> and not as in he's getting bumped up. But right, as right, in. Right, right, right. He's he gone like 86. I, I would not be shocked for him to be like the leading name of a bunch of, you know, NXT talent. Sure. Getting cut. Yeah. I mean, my thought immediately went to that whole whatever they called the um, the college athletes sort of thing. uh, The program that they were using. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next in line, I think. Whatever the fuck they were stupid thing they were calling it of of taking athletes and training them to be pro wrestlers instead of hiring pro wrestlers to be pro wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, That whole stupid thing. I feel like that may be going uh, to the wayside Mm -hmm. um, as well. And a bunch of people signed on from that uh, may also be getting the axe. Um, you know, I, I, uh, not a hot take, but I feel like the, uh, the upper class, the higher ranking positions mm-hmm. in the WWE office are, are most likely safe. Yes. Um, you know, unless, uh, Mr. Endeavor comes in and wants to, uh, yeah. you know, change the way WWE TV looks and kicks Kevin Dunn out to the fucking curb, yeah. which, if, if you know, you, may, I mean, put, may awesome. let me put an eye back on WWE. Yeah. Um, I, I will say if you're middle management in WWE and you have not updated your resume, yeah, um, fucking do it this week, man. <laughs> or if you work in like payroll or yeah, like expenses yeah. or one of those accounting type uh, type gigs where there's a lot of redundancies. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm going to throw out a hot take also. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be as early as this Friday, but I think given that Endeavor is going to be calling the shots more. Yes, Vince is on the board, but Endeavor is going to be able to call the shots more. Yeah. I think they are going to realistically look at the amount of money they've spent on developmental versus what they've gotten out of it. Okay. Because if you look at the WWE roster, yes, there are many prominent people who went through NXT. Uh Uh-huh. But how many of them were actually trained by the performance center? Right. The hit versus miss ratio is very, very high here. Yes. Like the, the misses outweigh the hits. Cause I, I even was looking at the roster. I think the best, most prominent person they have to say, Oh, the performance center works is Dominic Mysterio. Didn't didn't Alexa Bliss not wrestle, or did she wrestle before coming to um, NXT? Alexa, oh, I, I 
how should I forget? Roman also technically went through the Performance Center. Yes, it was FCW, but we'll, we'll yeah, give but credit I mean, for that. We'll give uh, credit for that. That's in his fucking blood. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> but yeah, Alexa came up through it. Um, but also look at, you know, her her fellow uh, NXT women. Maybe you can say Charlotte. Maybe you can say Bailey, but Bailey worked indies. Bailey know? worked indies. Sasha worked indies. Becky worked, Becky worked, worked indies. indies. Yeah. Um, um, I, I I would genuinely not be surprised if someone just goes, UFC ain't got developmental, man. Like, yeah. why are we spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year or however much it is to produce something that is amateurish on television yeah. and is not refined even when it gets called up? Like, Right. And they don't even tour anymore, to my knowledge, outside they, they of like little, little, little loops bit of spot in Florida shows loops. in Florida, but it's not yeah, but what not, it was a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, they used to come up to the Bel Air Armory once or twice a year. Exactly. You know, and it was also fun matches there. <laughs> very, very fun matches. But it was a ton of Owens, Zane, Nakamura, Joe. Cesaro, Joe, yeah. Adam Cole. All these people yeah. where you could just kind of look at the indies and look at the talent coming up and go, yeah, we'll bring them on. Yeah. They, they, they seem like they know what they're doing. And I, I do, just don't believe that on a long enough term. Again, I'm not saying this is this week, but I'm saying if this happens in the next year or two, would not be shocked that NXT remains as a third brand, but developmental fucking canned. Okay, yeah, that's. I don't think that's that hot of a take. It kind of makes sense if you're, you know, I'm sure that there are some very thorough um, expense reports and mm-hmm. and you know uh, whatever the word is um, of what everything costs. Yeah, uh, ledgers and whatnot. Yeah, um, you know, and I'm sure somebody high up in Endeavor is looking at that. So so yeah, yeah. that it'll it'll it it might be an interesting uh, sort of thing. Um, you know. McMahon sticking around on the board, as you said, mm-hmm. you know, do you think that the company and making a new start and having a new name, what's the name going to be? It's like, oh, well, gonna be, uh, the, the temporary name is TKO group. I believe. That's right. Yeah. 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 So do they feel like, you know, it's a liability to have Vince there every, uh, every show. Do they, you know, flex a muscle and, you know, outvote him on the board to say that he can't be there and he's there, you know, just in the boardroom and that sort of side of thing. Yeah. I don't know, obviously. Yeah, uh, certainly I, I think a possibility it would depend on, on how much they care about that. Cause I know yeah. a lot of at least the early interviews that Vince did looking like, you know, fucking, uh, John Gunners. waters on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it was very much the people from Endeavor saying Vince has been doing this for 40 years. We soon see no reason for him well, not to. Yeah, but they were still courting him. And, you know, right, it was still right. fresh the, at that the, time. The ink was still fresh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't really touch UFC all that much, mm-hmm. at least in terms of how shows were put together. They absolutely gutted it in terms of the office staff. Yeah. So that's why I'm also thinking, like, yeah, if you are in the Connecticut office on Friday, you may that not brand come new back building after that. just built. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be. But also at the same time, um, rich old white guys protect each other. So, 100%. More likely Vince is going to stick around. 100%. I mean, 
how soon we all forget Dana White, I think it was earlier this year, got caught on video by TMZ, like choking his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone conveniently forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I, I think the same could be said about these uh, these charges uh, that Vinnie Mac retired, quote unquote, over last mm-hmm. year. So mm-hmm. anyway, going to be cunt. interesting to see how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and talk about the company we really enjoy. It was a banner week for AEW. Man, how many, like, how long do you think Tony Khan's erection lasted in the past, like, 13 days? (laughs) Like, it's, it's, he's had, like, a week for the ages. Yes. Or a week and a half for the ages, I guess. High highs, low lows, but, I mean, because, let's be honest, he probably isn't happy about firing Punk. I mean, part of him probably is. <laughs> it's less of a pain in the ass. Let's put he it was afraid way. for his life. Let's not uh, forget. <laughs> <Touché>. um, <laughs> but I think they've come out on the other side with something very interesting. You could feel watching All Out. You could feel mm-hmm. watching Dynamite. You could feel watching Collision. Like a weight has been lifted. Yeah. There, there was no longer this... Um, this barrier that was being worked around. Yeah. It just was good shows with good wrestling, with good people cutting promos and all this fun stuff. Like I watched all of collision last night. Mm -hmm. I don't typically make it a Saturday night thing for me. I just happened to be in by eight o'clock last night and I was like, card looks fun. I'm not doing anything. Let's throw it on. And it was just a fun breezy show to watch. Yeah. Match quality, not as good as what you'd see on Dynamite, but that doesn't matter. It just was. Yeah, no surprising joyful. upsets, really, but, right. you know, it was, uh, and very, you know, speaking for myself, a very uh, lucha heavy show, yes. which just, you know, perked my yeah. ears up. Lucha uh, as soon above as I ground saw. this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we had Penta in a match, Phoenix in a match, Drago uh, and mm-hmm. Aerostar were in a match with Gravity. Yeah. Um, you know, Action Andretti's a very Lucha kind of guy, so he, mm-hmm. he had a match as well, and Helico had a match. Yeah. Um, you know, this was this was a big, a big, big, uh, big show for fans of uh, of our dear part of Lucha Underground. Yes. But the week started last Sunday with the all out pay-per-view from Chicago. Mm-hmm. The build was crap. The card <laughs> looked good on paper, but they delivered so much more than you I thought had a it nickel. could be. If like, I had a nickel every time we said that about an AEW pay-per-view. But this has kind of become their MO though. Yeah, I'm I'm learning you you should not count out an AEW pay-per-view ever. And, you know, that's I think that's a testament to the talent, the agents who help put the matches together, mm-hmm. the willingness of the athletes to go out there and do some batshit crazy things for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there is, you know, it, I don't think All Out was as flashy and showy as All no. In, no. but it wasn't a stadium show. You, exactly. you, you have to go all out at All In. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you know, All Out was definitely more in the AEW style that we're accustomed to. Right. Um, right. with, you know, some just batterings and, and bludgeonings and bleedings and, um, boy, oh boy, it was a hell of a show. Yeah. And, and I will just say right now, if the plan is 
all in is the spectacle. Yeah. And all out is the substance. Yeah, let's do that next year too. I'm <laughs> I'm all yeah. for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kicked off with the zero hour, and we had Hangman Adam Page win the twenty man over the budget charity battle royale. Uh like most battle royals in AEW. Really fun, really sure. enjoyable. Uh, came down. Uh, who was the last few? I think it was Cage. It was a gun, maybe. Uh, was there a gun in there? Cage, Taylioni, um, Kyle <laughs> oh, Fletcher. No. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and um, Page. Page. Yes. C- Cage. Page. Cage. Page. Taylioni uh, and, and Fletcher. Kyle Fletcher. And yeah. I thought that was a fun group because you know you have. The existing feud between Cage and, and Hangman from a few years back. Kyle Fletcher, mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm. a guy who they're going to get behind in, in the near future. Hell, they got behind him this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Tay Leone's there, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But fun match and, uh, you know, very cool to see Hangman get something again. Yeah. Which also came back this week that, that yeah exact, well, yeah that's why I was, I, was, I was holding my breath until we got to that segment on dynamite but yeah, yeah. i mean it's good to see page back in relevance yes after yeah. after some time i mean you know it's kind of the cycle of a pro wrestler i guess mm-hmm. at, at a certain level you know you 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 tell your story you reach the top of the mountain you're there for a while you lose it and then you you know Try and refine yourself, right. or recreate right. yourself, or or uh, make amends and reunite with people, and then you kind of see what what happens from there. And I feel like we're finally getting to the what happens from there. Right, right. And uh, you know, it's almost as if there was like some barrier in the way of Hangman Page that is <laughs> now just gone. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. Had about. a six He's man, a or, or, sorry, a six woman tag. Uh-huh. Uh, as the faces of Willow, Nightingale, Sky Blue, and Hikaru Shida defeated the heels of Athena, Diamante, and Mercedes Martinez, as accompanied by Billy Starks. Um, the Billy Starks-Athena thing is just funny. I, I think it's fun. Um, I think her t-shirt even said she was a minion, which I think, yeah, that's fun. Sure, okay. Um, and it was really just there to get the crowd hyped, more than anything else. Yeah. Did its job. Then, uh, bizarrely... We had the acclaimed and Father Butt defend their trios titles against these assholes. And Dennis Rodman was there, too. Sure um, was. I mean, look, Rodman there to get a pop in Chicago. I get it. <laughs> Fun line from The Observer this week. Dennis Rodman, despite being a Chicago sports legend, appears to have sold zero tickets for <laughs> both collision and well, review appearances. You know. May not have put it a couple extra bucks in the seats, but yeah. made the crowd happy. And with a potential very volatile crowd those two nights, I feel like mm-hmm. that was a good uh, investment for whatever Tony paid uh, the, the worm to show up. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Rodman breaks a guitar over Sotnam Singh's head. Very Aubrey. viciously. He did not He did not pull any, uh, any weight on that. No, he went all in. No. Uh, Aubrey was uh, the referee in this because, of course, she has a feud with these assholes. And yeah. uh, Lethal gets hit with a famous arrival and mic drops. So uh, the faces go over on that one. Sure. Then we went to the main show, kicked off with the Ring of Honor tag team title match, which I think I joked about on the show last week. Um, but uh, better than you, Bebe of MJF and Adam Cole going against the Dark Order duo of John Silver and Alex Reynolds. This was a really fun match. Uh, 
I knew going in that Silver and Reynolds had to show up and show out. Yeah. Reynolds went absolutely soul man on his uh, tan for the show. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> He's looking looking a little crispy. Uh, George Hamilton cosplay. <laughs> but, uh, you know. That's another obscure reference. What is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, hey, look, I, I made a Gorbachev reference at an anime convention. So <laughs> if we're talking wrong references for wrong audiences. Tear down this wall. <laughs> um it's just a a a really really fun match um it uh mjf you know definitely took a a a bit of a beating there um but the double clothesline hits reynolds that's the finish uh and you know faces win who were super over not just because they are one of the most over acts in the company right now but also they came out wearing chicago bull style jerseys uh, yeah, which I, I presume were for sale at the show. I would hope so. If not, that's a huge missed opportunity. And as MJF is walking up the ramp, AEW did what I love so much about the company. Yeah. And they even did on Wednesday where they give me something I did not know I wanted. And then yeah. the second it starts, I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to roll. Yeah. So MJF. Yeah. I wasn't expecting anything. I went up to get some pizza. Yeah. You're just like, all right, the next match is going to happen. MJF walking up. Joey Samoa's music hits. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I'm like, is this miscues going on here? Right. Joe comes over and shoves MJF. Gives him a little check. Yeah, he does. And MJF flips out adam cole's like hey leave it alone this isn't worth your time mjf loses his mind runs to the ring starts a fight with joe joe hooks him in a guillotine security agents come out joe's got this big shit-eating grin on his face mjf is losing his mind Mm -hmm. and within seconds we have a world title feud i cannot wait to see happen yeah yeah my own if i were to uh pick a nit here yeah is that they're doing this whole eliminator tournament? Yes, <laughs> just to get to Joe versus MJF, with they, which they've already established. So we'll talk about that because oh, you don't think okay. I, I don't necessarily don't think it's going to be Joe. I think mm-hmm. they've booked themselves into a corner with this tournament. Okay. Um, so then we had Joey Samoe defending the Ring of Honor TV title against Shane Taylor. No one knows who Shane Taylor is. Yeah, I mean, uh, us, because we went to latter-day Ring of Honor shows in Baltimore, have seen Shane Taylor and remember Shane Taylor promotions and all that uh, sort of thing. Uh, But with no build, really, on Mm -hmm. anything but the collision before, right? (laughs) uh, you know, Shane Taylor knew this opportunity to get on an AEW pay-per-view was a big deal. And I think he made the most out of it. Yeah. He showed up, and this was a very fun Hoss sprint. Yes, um, though it was tremendously outdone later in the show. Yeah. You had two big beefy boys beating the crap out of each other, uh, yeah. which was just a joy to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, Joe was doing that thing. The the uh, the old Brock Lesnar to Keith Lee of just like, all right, that's a big boy, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just had so much fun with this. And I'm just going, yes. you know what? This is, this is a good show. This is a fun yeah. time. 
two matches in, and it just kept going up from there. And I think it's because, you know, you look at it and it's like, okay, Shane Taylor, fine. Sure. But then, you know, the guy shows up and he's in there with Joey Samoa, you fucking rules. Yes. So it's like, it, you know, once once you finally get into it, you're like, okay, now I I feel like Tony Sight, uh, Tony Khan has like the, the gift of foresight. Yes. So like, I feel like he, it's like some kind of uh, equalizer sort of situation where he goes into the future or like Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. one yeah, where yeah, he kind of. Yeah anticipates everything that's going to happen and the whole match plays in his weird hyper mind <laughs> and then he's like yes that's the yeah, match we're that, going to do that's the one we got to do we gotta and then we watch it and uh you know enjoy the fuck out of it so this Absolutely. is why we love this company <laughs> so uh tnt title match luchasaurus against darby allen i was wrong nick wayne did not turn on darby allen yeah sort of Felt like they were, yeah. It felt like they were, uh, they were teasing. They were, you know, laying more groundwork there. Yeah. Um, but you know, for a banged up Darby Allen being tossed around by, you know, Luchasaurus, not yeah. bad. Luchasaurus also Lucha on the ground uh, yes. guy on Collision last night. Very true. <laughs> but this, this was great. This was big dude yeah. versus little dude, and Darby ragdolling his ass off and yep. just getting murdered on so many spots. Though he got murdered a lot harder later in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I loved this. Uh, I was surprised Luchasaurus retained, uh, especially without a, you know, Nick Wayne turn yeah. or, or anything. Major like that. interference. Um, but uh, we ended up having uh, in what was a, a little sports entertaining. Uh, so Darby Allen goes up top to finish off Luchasaurus with uh, the coffin drop. Uh, Christian Cage hits Nick Wayne with a chair and uh, sets him up for a concerto and says, you know, Darby, if you jump, I'm going to hit him. So that's enough of a distraction for Luchasaurus to hit multiple tombstone pile drivers, (laughs) uh, snake eyes, and then a lariat to the back of the head just for fun. Yeah, just just to further dislocate one of his cervical uh, vertebrae. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Luchasaurus retains after the match, Christian Cage throws Nick Wayne into the ring and then just a cavalcade of who the fuck are they come out to make the save, uh, as it was Sean Spears, Sean Mm. Dean, Carly Mm -hmm. Bravo, Action Andretti and Ethan Page. Yeah. Sean Dean, Carly Bravo, they're, they're on Ring of Honor television. I forget the name of their duo, but they're a whole military thing. Um, but it was just like. The crowd's just going, oh, a bunch of random people. Okay. Um, well, they needed to they needed to uh, clean out catering at that time. Yes, so yeah. they just said, hey, you guys. Uh, you guys just run you know, on out. They need to restock the grilled chicken. So you guys just run out and save, uh, save Darby here. <laughs> well, uh, Chris, the next match was something truly special. Back in the year of our Lord, 2019, I believe. Okay. Noted Prophet. Big E came <laughs> down from the mountains with a tablet in hand. And that tablet said one thing. Big meaty man slapping me. That's the one. Finally, the <laughs> prophecy came true. <laughs> it's been fulfilled. It has been fulfilled. As in, I'm going to say it now, one of my favorite matches of 2023. And it, I don't think that's going to change. Like this, this is going on my match of the year list. It was Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs in a kaiju battle of the beefiest boys in AEW. 
my dude, you were like giggling yes. with excitement watching yes. this match. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost watching you more than I was watching the match. You were very yes. much into this. Uh, and it was great. I'm not saying it's yeah. not. But. I I will full on admit one of the weird things about me in watching wrestling is when it gets particularly violent, yeah. I giggle my ass off. <laughs> you were Because I'm having to- the best time. <laughs> And this was a perfect example as these rhinos just run against each other for 25 minutes or whatever. As the crowd invents the chant heard round the world, meat. Meat. (laughs) Meat. Meat. Yes. Yes. Uh, Which turned into slap that meat. This is meaty. Meat forever. And holy meat. Holy meats. Yeah. Uh, this match should have been sponsored by Fogo to show. Um, that's, that's, uh, that, that's, that's the amount of meat happening in this match here. It was, yeah. it was really good. Now, let me ask you this. Sure. As great as the match was, mm-hmm. do you feel like it was undercut by what happened after, or are you intrigued by this? Where, where do you kind of stand on this? I was like, uh, okay. Lana sh- or uh, uh, CJ Perry. CJ Perry, Lana, watch. although not <laughs> named, Still even, unnamed. Even last night on Collision, yeah. still not yeah. named. Um, Nero's hot, flexible wife yes. is the most she's been named. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought it was. Mm, I was like, oh, okay. This this is the the random debut at a pay per view. Yeah. That you know AEW likes to do. Yeah. And because it was not involving the finish, it was something after. Yeah, I was fine with it because you got to have the closure of the sure. match. Yeah, uh, yeah, as uh, we ended up with, uh, I think it was the second game over of the night by mm-hmm. uh, by Miro. Hobbs yeah. stole the game over at a point, but yeah, uh, Miro, well, Miro also did a spinebuster too. So. Yes, they were they were just exchanging their moves, but uh, he did the you know the full arching back yeah uh, game over <laughs> to get the win, and it was after that as uh, you know they were shaking hands, and then Hobbs attacks Miro. Just says right there, like you said, on the Tron, hot and flexible. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, fucking Lana Pumman on that? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny because earlier in the match, if you yeah. recall, yes. I was like, I, I'm, I'm surprised Tony has had the restraints not to hire <laughs> Lana. And then 10 minutes later, yeah. <laughs> she fucking shows up. And yes. I'm like, I'm fucking profit. Yes. Um. So she gets involved, uh, hits Hobbs in the back with a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, Miro takes the chair, uh, hits Hobbs again, and then cracks him across the head, which yeah, in does. 2023 is like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Miro just looks at his wife like he's seeing a ghost. Uh, yeah. Well, he, he says, you're not there. You're not yes. real or something like that yes. as he's walking up the ramp. Yeah. So, you know, his whole thing was he, he forced, he forgave his, or, or for, for soak, forsaken, for his has wife. forsaken. Yeah. Has forsaken. forsaken his hot and flexible wife because he needs to track down and kill God. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, standard pro wrestling motivation. Sure. Yeah. 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 He will drain the oceans, find and kill God. Right. And, uh, you know, that that's, that's up there. We got more build to that on collision, which we will talk about when we get there. But, at this point, I'm like, this show fucking rules. I, <laughs> I could not be happier with how this is playing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Statlander retained the TBS title against Ruby Soho. Fine match. Yeah, nothing world blowing, but no, or you know, mind blowing. It was solid. It was yeah, solid. It was. It was good. There wasn't. It wasn't like super botchy or anything. It was. It was a good match. Yes. Just not uh, super 
showy, I guess. Yeah. It was it wasn't, you know, it was a it this could have been on collision. And, yes. Yeah. It was you know, you know, a a, a solid three star women's title match. Like Yeah, just was, nothing to it push it to be like an all timer pay per view or right. match or anything. So uh Tony Storm got involved in the finish. She took the spray paint can from Ruby Soho. Ruby's like, what the hell's going on? And then we get the Sunday night fever from Chris Statlander. Have you mm-hmm. noticed that it becomes the day of the week on the day of the week she does it? I love it. Yeah. Then, oh boy. <laughs> if I was absolutely thrilled with the meat battle, this took it to the next level. Yeah. Brian Danielson, Ricky Starks, no DQ strap match. Fuck. <laughs> One of the greatest matches I've ever seen. This was just brutal. Yeah. Uh, innovative, engaging. Yes. Um, just I, 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 awe-inspiring. Yeah. Like, you know, Danielson with a still not completely healed broken arm yes. out there doing a strap match. With, you know, and Ricky Starks showing up and showing that, you know, sure, he can wrestle. Yeah, he can talk, but dude can take some fucking punishment and dish out some punishment, too. Oh, my God. Yes. This was fucking fantastic. Uh, Absolutely incredible. Uh, You know, the the shortcuts were in play, as as one would understand with Danielson Mm -hmm. coming back, coming back early to do this match to, you know, save the day, basically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of blood from him, some blood from Ricky, which I think might be the first time he was intentionally gigging. Um, yeah, I, I could be wrong. Uh, but there's a point in this match, which if you haven't seen. It is like the a number one reason to track down this pay-per-view. It's a great sure. show, but this is the a number one reason. There's a point in the middle where they just get into the ring and start beating the shit out of each other with the strap. Yeah, like on the neck and face and shoulder and upper torso area. Not since, like, the first time I saw, like, Shibata and Ishii go against each other and just (laughs) throw out some of the hardest kicks, forearms, headbutts, all of that that I've ever seen. Have I been wowed by violence in professional wrestling? Yeah, I mean, look, Wu-Tang said it best, protect your neck. And yeah. uh, these guys were not doing that. They were yes. just taking abuse to their necks. This is a very, it was a very neck-heavy week yes. uh, for for uh, for offense yeah. in AEW. Yeah, uh, the, the neck injury seems to be this season's uh, Battle Royal Open Challenge tournament match. Yeah, well, um, I mean, they're still happening. I mean, they're still happening. It's just, you know. <laughs> we had one of all three of those this week. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Danielson wins, but very, very smart. It's not because he gets a tap out. He gets a choke out victory as, uh, Starks who starts looking like, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he has his helmet break in total recall, uh, (laughs) it just, you know, throws out this one last big scream and passes it out in the uh, strap assisted label lock. Yeah. Brutal. Um, Star was made. I mean, Starks has been a star in our eyes for ages now. Yeah. But he's now, if, like, if they fuck this up, they've fucked up real hard. Yeah. I'm with you. It it would be unconsciousable for them to not follow up with Starks here. Thankfully, had a promo on Dynamite, had a great segment on Collision. So far, so good. 
and again, like you said, well, a big uh, weight has been lifted off of Collision for time uh, to give Ricky Starks to shine. Yes. Uh, then for some reason, Nigel McGuinness gets to announce that Hangman Adam Page was donating his winnings, the the charity winnings from the Battle Royal to the Chicago Public Education Fund. I get it. It's a fun pop moment, but I don't know why Hangman isn't the one that got to make that announcement. I don't know. Maybe they were worried because it was Chicago. I don't know. That's fair. Uh, then we had, uh, but they cheered him earlier when he won, didn't they? They did. They did. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was just like, that was what was on the sheet and they didn't want to make a change or something. Uh, so then we had Claudio and Wheeler Yuta against Eddie Kingston and Shibata. Super fun match. Mm -hmm. Kingston comes out with an homage to Terry Funk wearing a shirt that says Claudio sucks eggs. Love it. And, uh, are they not selling those? Uh, not yet. Look, there, there are, are, are three shirts that I'm surprised don't exist yet. One was last week, Tony Storm saying everything went tits up. Yes. So no Tony Storm tits up shirt. Yeah. Second is Claudio sucks eggs. Yeah. Not on shop AEW yet. And then from Wednesday, chin up, tits out, watch for the shoe. Watch for the shoe. Yeah. They do have a meat shirt though, don't they? They do. They, yeah. they And it looks like the Snick logo. Uh, <laughs> does it? <laughs> that's, that's where my brain went when I saw it. I'm like, oh, oh it's okay. Snick, right. but meat. They're ready for all you afraid of the dark and some meat. <laughs> they had a campfire. They can grill some uh, steaks on that bitch. But uh, the BCC uh, against uh, Kingston Shibata match, super good, super fun. Yeah. Uh, Wheeler Yuta uh, definitely having the time of his life being in there with Shibata. Um, mm-hmm. Claudio and Shibata was a fun combination. Uh, but what was kind of surprising was the BCC won. Yeah. That was definitely one of those moments where, you know, us watching and certainly the live crowd were just like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I I don't dislike anybody in that match. So, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah. You know, BCC with a strong night. Yeah. Then this would be one of the best matches of the night if it did not have the unexpected moments of – Miro versus Hobbs yeah. being this massive thing. And then the incredible uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Danielson match. Kanasuke Takeshita beats Kenny Omega in an absolute star making performance. Yeah. No, this is, this is what the guy needed. And, yes. you know, kudos to Kenny who, you know, I, I, he's probably one of the least selfish guys out there. Yeah. Um, he's had a, pretty significant string of losses recently yes. putting uh not just to Kesha, but other guys over as well but yeah this was this was him trying to you know establish the guy he saw in ddt however many years ago as as the big main event uh or you know shit kicker that he you know physically is and yeah. uh, mission accomplishment some of this there were some brutal strikes in this match yeah and uh there was a, an incredible uh avalanche blue thunder bomb yeah I've never seen that done before. Horrifying. Actually. Uh, yeah. Like on, on the list of things that could have gone wrong in that, like just, yeah. whew. uh, and just the, the V triggers that, mm-hmm. uh, Takeshita was throwing at Omega, like, yeah, you know, full on stop, stop. He's already dead. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it was, a little bit. It was rough. Um, but rough in a fun way. Uh, yeah. great match. Loved it. And, uh, I don't know where Omega's going next. Um, but apparently this coming week we find to the trainer's room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He's uh, he's getting getting cupping done as soon as yeah. possible. 
then we had the eight-man tag of Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and the Guns, uh, going against FTR and the Young Bucks. I liked this match. I was very surprised that Bullet Club Gold won. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I feel like, oh, I wasn't it one of the FTRs who took the fall, the pin here? Uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. Wasn't it Dax? Uh, it, it was, uh, it was Wheeler. It was cash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cash taking the fall for yeah. obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, that was more surprising to me. I mean, I feel like, you know, the whole story here was can the Bucks and FTR, you know, win coexist, a match together, yeah. coexist sort of sort of thing, which, you know, is played out. But um, I'm not, so that with that in mind, I'm not super surprised that uh, Bullet Club Gold won. Plus, you know, Bullet Club has been on a, a roll recently, mm-hmm. which yeah. continued on Collision last night. Um, so uh, but, you know, this was never going to be a match of the night. Sort no. of thing. This was always going to be a good match that told yeah. the story that they were looking to tell. It was more yeah. of a storyline than an action match. Yeah, it was. It, it was fun. It was you know the the sort of standard AEW party multi man tag, mm-hmm. um, and for where it sat in the card, I th- I thought it did everything it needed to do. Yeah, uh, because then we got the epic main event as John Moxley defeats Orange Cassidy to become the new AEW International Champion. Goddamn. Um, first, I just want to call out the the little bit of pre-entrance walk moments. They had both yeah. for uh, Mox with the BCC backstage and then uh, Best Friends and Statlander with OC backstage. I love that. That was a great little touch. It made it feel important and special. Yeah. Mox rolling out with uh with Danielson with his head taped and yes. looking all badass and beast then the other two guys coming off fresh off a win. Like this is that was a power move. Yeah. Um but mirrored very well by the best friends. Yes. But when you look at the guys in the ring, you have 2022's MVP and Mox, and who I'm Totally convinced was 2023's MVP in yeah. Cassidy. Yeah. I can't recall if they'd had a match ever before this. It might have been one on one. I don't think so. They, they, they might yeah, have been, might been, have been a, tag a match. Tag. Yeah. Um, but they had incredible chemistry. Yeah. Surprisingly, Orange Cassidy bled and a lot. Yeah. But Mox did not. He was covered in a ton of blood. Yeah. But he himself did not blade. Um, and again, just a great match with the, the, uh, the combination of wrestlers that it was, you knew it was going to be good. Yes. But the crowd was, you know, up and down with every single pin, every single moment. And they just put this great cap on what has been an, an amazing run of Orange Cassidy's international champion. Right, and it was finally the culmination of all these injuries catching up to him. Yeah. Also, the culmination of, you know, OC taking a little bit of kind of like, you know, absorbing the soul of each person he yes. defeats. He just gets a little bit more uh, vicious or, or um, adaptive. He, he learned to adapt a lot better as, as they went through and as he got more injured, which, you know, the whole s- story of his title reign mm-hmm. – it was just fantastically done um, to the point where, you know, at All In where he got all super violent with the glass on the tape and everything yeah. um, to beat the BCC. And then but, you know, 
fell a little bit short in the ultra violence department when you're in there one-on-one with John Moxley. And he got to have that moment, you know, he, he ate one death rider. He comes up, then he just looks at Mox, flips him off. And he knows, he knows in that moment, you can see it (laughs) in his face. He's like, this is it. Yeah. Like I've, I've done everything I can. Yeah. Just take me the fuck out. Yeah. And, uh, we got a sick death rider. Yeah, we did for the finish. Uh, BCC celebrates with Moxley and what I thought was a really cool, nice touch. Cassidy stays in the ring. And the last image we get is Cassidy in ring, realizing he's lost bleeding. Mm-hmm. as the Chicago crowd chants. Thank you. Orange. Yeah. No, uh, great, great moment. Great cap on that, uh, on that story of his title reign. And then that took us to Indianapolis, Indiana for dynamite on Wednesday, which kicked off with orange Cassidy. Smart. Interestingly enough. Yeah. So he comes out, crowds chanting for him. He's all bandaged up and he thanks the audience. And he says, you know, everyone told me to stay home, but uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to be there every week because I'm Orange Cassidy. And now the crowd's singing along. Mm-hmm. I do not have a catchphrase. Genius. <laughs> so, uh, you know. He starts walking to the back. Moxley's music hits because we're going to have the international title defense from John Moxley. And Cassidy watches a little wistfully, mm-hmm. sort of recognizing this would have been my moment. This would have been where I was defending the title again. And instead, I'm just another guy. I thought that was a Walk- nice touch. Yeah. Walks to the back, walks past his uh, friend, yeah. sometimes friend, Darby Allen. Right. You know. So then uh, it was John Moxley against A.R. Fox. I know you're going to be surprised. John Moxley retained the title here. <laughs> really fun match. Uh, yeah. If A.R. Fox is in the doghouse, it certainly didn't seem like this week. No, he got um, his shit in, man. But I will say someone pointed out in these like six months he's been in AEW Ring of Honor. A.R. Fox has had no less than seven title matches. Wow, really? <laughs> Between like trios title matches yeah. and international title, ma- you know, the, uh, I think there was a TNT shot at some point. Yeah. And uh, he hasn't won a damn thing. <laughs> no. Has he won like any matches? He's <laughs> right. Like televised uh, matches I, I that weren't on won like Ring of Honor or Rampage? Darby. I think he won something with Swerve. It, you know, it's, it's not been a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But was he the one doing the pinning? <laughs> no. <laughs> Has he actually God, no. anybody? <laughs> no. Um, but uh, this was an, an open challenge, which is why I got it. I guess A.R. Fox just hangs out by the cork board at whatever arena is just right in I'm that in. moment where it's like, all right, who, who wants to sign up for the international title? And he just writes his name. Yeah. He can yeah. just put A.R. It makes life a lot easier. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Claudio Castagnoli can never get one of these open challenges. His <laughs> name is too long. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. And then uh, uh, after the match, uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus get up in the face of Nick Wayne, who was watching the show backstage. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, <laughs> Christian says, you know what? I, I finally watched some of your dad's work. And um, I got to say, he's even worse than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> what a motherfucker. God, I love him. So uh, Christian offers to be uh, the mentor of Nick Wayne. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, leaves him to think on that and says, uh, be sure to say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. Go full Mark Wahlberg there. <laughs> We're full Andy Samberg doing Mark Wahlberg. Right. Right. There. <laughs> right. 
We had another open challenge. Again, pays pays to hang out backstage. As Emmy yeah. Sakura got this one. Again, EMI. She can just write that and we know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I thought this match was really fun. Like, Dude, she showed out, man. Yeah, she knew that this was an opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Chris gave her the opportunity to show out. The yeah. fucking Tiger Driver she did was killer. Yeah. Um, Chris Statlander, no tiny human being. No, no, not at all. Uh, I think he's at, she's actually probably the biggest woman in AEW right now. Like tallest. Uh, and, no, I think Jade's taller. Okay. Okay. Spoiler you, on collision. Yeah. You know what? But probably, yes. Yes. Um, but otherwise, yes. A hundred percent. But yeah, Chris retains. And then we get this true crime esque video package. Man, the, 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 I mean, this music bed had to have been used on like murderer in the backyard or one of these fucking shows that my wife watches all day long. Mine as well. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, white girls in these true crime murder shows. I don't know. Right. Um, but it's Rowdy strong backstage talking about how he, how he had to uh, take care of himself because his parents had struggles. Now, they mined this a little bit in NXT, and I just want yeah. to say I was shocked that they had the restraint on Wednesday to not immediately go, oh, and my mom shot my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're building that. Yes. It's, yes. Uh, you know, um, it's a three-act story here. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's interesting for a guy who has been so consistently bad on the mic as Roddy Strong. It well, turns out his vein is to be absolutely comically bad. Yeah. And overdramatic. Yeah. And I also feel like the opportunity to have multiple takes on something probably helped presentation on this. True. Pre-records the way to go with Roddy Strong uh, because they did part two of this on Collision. Yes. uh, With the same true crime murder bed underneath, which, you know, I was so distracted by the by the music bed that, like, I barely, you know, focus on what he was saying. Right. Right. Um, And then for whatever reason, my eyes, I guess it's because he's wearing a stupid suit. uh, My eyes kept being drawn to Mike Bennett reacting to everything (laughs) that he's saying over his shoulder. Uh, You know, one principle, I didn't look towards Matt Taven at all. But, you know. I will say, uh, especially compared to last Dynamite, where we had the very lengthy talking segment of Adam Cole and yeah. the Kingdom, um, I'm very happy that they're reduced to pre-tapes now. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to work with your strengths here. Exactly. Uh, then uh, we had Les Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, going against Aussie Open. Man, I do not think I could care less about... <laughs> Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara right now. Yeah, I, I'm of two minds of this match because, yes, absolutely, don't give a shit. Yeah. However, Jericho and Sammy alike let Ozzy Open look fucking king-sized in this. That's true. I mean, I liked, yeah, I liked watching for Ozzy Open, for yeah. sure. Um, but They're a lot of fun. It ended up being a thing where, uh, you know, Jericho gets in with Judas Effect. However, before he does it, he you know, gets bumped into the ropes while Sammy's on the apron. Sammy hits the floor, which Chris yeah. doesn't see. Yeah. And, uh, that meant they got into each other's face afterwards. A little shovey match. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, got resolved in a certain way on rampage. Um, they showed highlights of the strap match and, uh, Ricky Starks threw out one of the best lines I've ever heard in a promo, uh, which is, uh, don't hand me a piece of bread and expect me to be fed. I want a full course meal. Like, yeah, that's killer. Yep, that's that was good, good shit. shit. 
Um, and then uh, we were told we'd hear from Danielson on Collision, which we did. Uh, Renee was backstage with Don Callis and Takeshita. Uh, Callis said that Takeshita is a new big dog of pro wrestling. I imagine Roman Reigns shot his television at that point. Yeah, he wasn't watching. <laughs> and uh, there's an easel next to them. Uh, you know what? If there's one thing about Don Callis I enjoy, it's his penchant for visual aids. Okay. <laughs> I, I am here for it. Yes. Uh, paintings, ridiculous paintings, uh, x-ray scans, uh, this – uh, PowerPoints. Yeah, yeah no, just, I, I want Don Callis to present everything in a visual slideshow yeah. or something with a visual aid. It just helps me learn. Well, on Wednesday, we find out who the next target for Don Callis and Tukeshta is. Would you like to just throw out a guess here? Uh, boy. Um, Paige? Um, maybe. Although we'll have to see how quickly they they wrap up the angle they started on wednesday oh yeah that's right um, I, I forgot he's on summer swerve it's okay um I'm trying to think of anybody else elite adjacent but maybe don's done with the elite for now yeah uh jericho and sammy have their thing going on i i um yeah i don't know i think it's gonna be mox I okay. Think, I think uh Tecesta is gonna try to get his first gold at uh grand slam and honestly not a bad idea. Um, no, I mean, Mox certainly doesn't need the championship. Uh, you know, Kevin Kelly, for all his flaws, did uh, uh, plant the seed that uh, sometimes after a long title reign, the uh, championship may become a hot potato sort of situation, his yes. words. So maybe that's, uh, you know, planting the seed for that. Uh, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't hate to catch the, you know, doing uh, a match every week. Yeah. Uh, you know, be very so, fun. Yeah, I like it. Then we had the face-to-face between Samoa Joe and MJF. Oh, boy. What a joy. Yeah. What a a great back and forth between two guys who are great on the mic. That said, some of MJF's stuff that he came to the table with, a little weak. When he was running through the Knowing him, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that that was some Bush League stuff right there. Um, But I feel like as he's kind of working babyface. Yeah. It's sort of in tune with that. Yeah. Um, you you, you know, got to be a little he, lame as a baby face. Yeah. You lose some of your edge. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he still kind of dug in a little bit. Uh, you know, once he got a little more heated, the the old Max seeps through, which I love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, like two guys that are just I don't think there's two more natural talkers mm-hmm. in AEW like they, they don't seem like they're putting on a promo, like, you know, doing a promo or, or right. telling, you know, they just seem like they're themselves talking shit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so engaging. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Joe absolutely shined here. Uh, the, the main crux of the, the promo battle was that Joe kept calling MJF kid. Right. Which was infuriating MJF because, you know, he, he's made himself the top star. He's the world champion. He was in the main yeah. event of the biggest wrestling show of all time. Blah, 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 blah. And they actually referenced the now meme moment. Yeah, the back, NXT. Yeah, back at an NXT takeover where MJF, as an extra that night, got shoved into a wall by Joey Samoe. Yeah, which I, I love that they, you know, 
uh, mentioned that. I love that. Uh, I love Max's line that he's going to send him back uh, to NXT with Regal where he belongs, um, <laughs> which yeah. was just, you know, hot fire. But really, you know, and I don't know if this is why maybe it's part of the story they're telling, but all Max really had to do, you know, to counter the kid thing yeah. is just hold up the triple B. Yeah. It's like, hey, man. I'm the world champion. This yeah. is a title you have never won. Yeah. You, I you're am, rocking I, around with a TV title for. Uh, right. For Ring of for Honor. For a show that doesn't even have TV. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Traditionally, yes. Correct. Yes. Um, so, yeah. I, but, you know, I feel like that. I don't know. Maybe that was the easy way out of the promo. Yeah. And, you know, they wanted some of the old Max to seep in here and him get all fired up and, you know, try and get physical or whatever. But, but yeah, I mean, that's all he really needed to do. Shut up, Joe. But uh, MJF hits his catchphrase and just says, wait, 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 wait. I just want to make it clear. I don't think you're a kid. I think you're a little bitch. <laughs> and the crowd just was like, whoa, shit. So MJF looks like he's going to hit uh, Joe with the, the dynamite diamond ring, changes mm-hmm. his mind, just slaps Joe. And MJF is like, I'm not going to take the bait. I'm not going to do this. And Joe's like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and win that title eliminator tournament. I'm going to see you Grand Slam. Hope you have a great day. Yeah. Which I thought was such a cool way to end the promo, but we, of course, weren't done. Sure. As MJF goes to walk away, he's going through the ropes. Joe kicks the ropes. MJF gets crotched. Handbag city. Yeah. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, it turned into a brawl. Uh, what happened was uh, we ended up having almost a muscle buster. Yeah. But uh, it was broken up by Adam Cole. Doctors ran out, and uh, MJF was basically doing the cell like his neck is totally fucked up. He can't feel his arm, all this other yeah. stuff. And uh, as he and Adam Cole are going up the ramp, fellow Nick neck injury survivor <laughs> Roddy Strong comes out yelling, yeah. Adam! Uh, and uh, he's on his way to his match against Trent Beretta. As a part of another this. noted neck uh, yeah, injury survivor. Neck injury survivor. Uh, uh, my main issue with that is we didn't get to hear uh, Roddy's theme music, which is Kill Switch Engage, uh, which kind of pissed me hey, off. But they, they gave it to you on Saturday. So. They did. They did. Um, but uh, really fun match between Trent and Roddy. I mean, two of the most solid hands in ring in AEW. Yeah, no so, doubt. Uh, you know, not a big surprise. Uh, but uh, end of heartache gets the finish. And uh, as soon as the uh, match is over, Taven runs in to put the neck brace back on Roddy Strong. Yeah, the best thing Matt Taven's ever done. Yes. Um, <laughs> Renee Paquette is backstage with Tony Storm. Uh, Tony Storm doesn't realize that she had cost Ruby Soho the title. She's like, uh, you know, there's so many performances that I've done. I, I can't remember all the details. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous, yes. but I am enjoying it. Yes. Uh, Renee talks about how there's going to be a four-way next... Guess what? The women are going to have a four-way with the winners <laughs> in the tradition. title shot. Yes. It's tradition. Yes. Um, and uh, that's where Tony dropped the catchphrase of a generation, chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. And then throws her shoe. Yes. <laughs> um, Renee's like, reactions, though, really help sell this to ludicrous amounts. Yes. Uh, so Tony Schiavone's in ring. We're going to hear from Hangman Adam Page. Hangman comes out. Talks about how he used to be a teacher, so he knows how teachers are underpaid, underfunded. So that's why he chose the Chicago Education Fund for his charity when he won. And again, AEW gives me something I didn't know I wanted. And as soon as I see it, I want it very badly. 
as Swerve Strickland's music hits. Yeah. So not only do we get Swerve, we get Prince Nana Do- doing his uh doing, doing his, his thing, dance. making so going viral over and over again. What? But really, what I as much as I love Nana, like Swerve was just dead focused on Paige, and that he had no, he was just stone faced, yes, just staring down Paige in the ring, like this motherfucker has something to say. Yeah, and he does that whole thing where a heel cuts a heel promo, but he's actually got a point. Yeah. So no, definitely you know, justified. He's talking to uh, Hangman Adam Page, and he's like, "Hey, you know what? You were on the pre-show. You were world champion. You were a franchise guy. What happened to you? Do you do you even want anymore? He got punked. Ch- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say that. Honestly, yes. yeah. Uh, you ain't changed your gear. Yeah, you don't got new merch. Yeah, you got a big fat contract, but." You're eating good and it shows, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and it's like, you, you just ride in the back seat for the elite. And Swerve's like, you know what? If I got your opportunities, I'd be the first black AEW world champion by now. Hard to argue against. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying for a while he should be a champion. And uh, he gives Paige two options. Option A, Hangman Adam Page can ride off into the sunset and Swerve will take a spot for him. Yeah. On the other side, option B, you show that fire and show everybody what cowboy shit's all about. But if you do that, I'm going to walk you like a dog. Dang. Killer line. Dang. Killer line. Some burn cream, bro. So, uh, you know, Paige gets a little fired up and he's like, you know what? You want a match? You can ask for it. He storms off. And as he's walking away, Strickland says... You know what? I'd be real, real ashamed if my wife and my kids saw me like that. And he mm-hmm. just loses his mind. He goes mm-hmm. in the ring. Of course, the the Mogul Embassy. Some? Oh wait, no, sorry, that's, <laughs> no, no, that, that's cash. That's uh, <laughs> of course, the Mogul Embassy beats down Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. But I want Page versus Strickland so bad right now. I'd imagine Grand Slam, right? Uh, Grand Slam or Wrestle Dream, depending on where they landed. I mean, it might yeah. even be something on Grand Slam, which then leads to yeah. uh, the the Wrestle Dream match. But yeah, uh, super stoked about this. Yeah. Um, then our main event for the show was Darby Allen versus Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne, 18 years old, been in the company like two months, main eventing Dynamite. I know, right? Christ. I mean, you know, a prodigy yeah. is being tossed around the kid's really good i mean yeah he's great he's super full obviously being in there with somebody like darby that he knows very well is trained with all these sorts of things you know uh, leads to a level of comfort that he might not have with you know somebody of a more tenured position but uh this was a very fun match yeah very very good uh probably the best use of pitcher and pitcher yet darby decides absolutely murder himself on a tope to nowhere yeah and uh, the doctors check on him as we are in pitcher and pitcher. Yeah. Uh, so they go back into the ring. They have more of the match. They, you know, start doing like mirror sequences and stuff like that. And Darby grabs the mic to cut a promo mid-match. <laughs> That's right. Of all that. the people in the AEW roster to do that move, didn't think Darby would be one of them. I feel like Max is the only one who's done that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe Jericho did once. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But Darby's just like. You're hitting me like an 18-year-old. Hit me like you want to win this thing. Yeah. And then they just go hard 
mm-hmm. for the rest of the match. Christian Cage comes out. Of course. He's watching it, but uh, Darby ends up winning the match. Uh, and we were going to get uh, Darby Allen against Roddy Strong. So a gentleman who just absolutely murked his own back mm-hmm. on the floor would be going yeah. against the master of the backbreaker on Saturday. Yeah. There really should be a, a spinal health company uh, sponsoring <laughs> AEW programming. Yes. <laughs> um, Rampage was on Friday. Uh, really, the, the things worth talking about here. One, they set up Sammy versus Chris Jericho for Grand Slam. Okay. Uh, Jericho says it's for us to get it out of our system. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, we had two more semifinal matches in the world title eliminator as it was Penta versus Jay Lethal. Penta yeah. ends up winning. Thank Christ. Yeah. And Samoa Joe goes against, for some reason, in 2023, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. But the uh, right man, right man yeah, won. Joe won clean. Thank Christ. Um, the other thing that is interesting, Santana cut a promo. You know what? I was their names crossed my mind when you were talking about a possible challenger uh, earlier, and I was like, no, they're kind of doing a tag team thing, maybe. But then, uh, yeah, I was wondering what's what was happening with those guys. So what did what does San, Mike Santana have to say? Yes, uh, as he now has a first name, he's gained a yeah. first name. Uh, the inverse of WWE logic, right? Uh, yeah. So Mike Santana is like. You know what? I, I've waited too long. Sometimes you come to a crossroad. Some people want to just stay in their lane. Some people want to, you know, go out and do their thing. And he's going solo and he wants to get a title. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I'm all for that. He looked amazing physically. Yeah. At all in. Um, I will say this might turn into a feud between him and Ortiz because they went back and forth on Twitter. Uh, on okay. uh, or X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, Twitter. on uh, Saturday. So we'll, we'll see what comes out of that. But then last night we had a W collision, and uh, if this is really the Brian Danielson era of contributing to Collision, I want to see Brian Danielson run Collision for the rest of the show. Uh, yeah, uh, show's yeah, yeah, existence. Yeah. This was a great, great show, hindered by one massive issue. Kevin Kelly does not give an iota of a fuck about performing as Anything? a commentator. No, I feel like he his kind of laissez um, style works better in New Japan. Yeah, uh, it does not translate well to the much faster paced world of AEW. Yeah. And the thing that's weird is like, I feel like he's even regressed from new Japan. Cause it's like Kevin Kelly is constantly yelling. Yeah. Like it, it and it's not modulated. It, there, there isn't like he goes down, he goes up, he goes down, he goes up like a, a proper commentator should. Right. And some of his reactions to these moments are just complete dog shit. <laughs> so Rod, we'll we'll talk more about the match when we get there. But Roddy and Darby had a, a killer match last night. Yes, Roddy does one of the sickest spots I've ever seen. He does his uh, sort of uh, toss backbreaker, but he does mm-hmm. it onto the top turnbuckle. Yes, Darby hits the turnbuckle, bounces right, goes full shoulder ragdoll. first onto the apron, and then yeah. onto the floor. And Kevin Kelly musters, "Oh no." <laughs> that's all he's got 
one of the top stars of the company may have just been shoot murdered on television. Yeah, yeah. And you sound like you dropped your fucking ice cream. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would I would be much more upset if I dropped my ice cream. But um, <laughs> also, well, it wasn't just that. There was, I think, at least two, maybe three times where Kevin Kelly got all in, confused with all out. Uh, talking about how Nigel was there in front of 80,000 people to call the uh, Bullet Club Gold versus FTR and Young Bucks match that happened in front of well, yeah. 20,000 people at, uh, in Chicago the, a couple days the earlier. And he said the same thing about fucking Miro and uh, yes. Hobbs. Yes. So, oh, yeah, that was a hell of a match for 81,000. No, it no. wasn't for 81,000. Maybe yeah. watching at home, but yeah. sure as shit well, not. All in Wembley, all out Chicago. Yeah. And then, yeah, like the guy – it. it like I appreciate him shouting out Lucha Blog, um, yeah. you know, for for info on that. But at the same time, you're also kind of outing yourself as, as not knowing yeah. about all these fucking guys or yeah. doing your own research at that. You know, I think like, also it's that that thing where he's trying to come off like Excalibur, who like you know references the deeper lore of things yeah but but Excalibur, instead he's just shouting out twitter accounts so you know right like dark parisu flosion's gonna get a shout out on the next episode right just, yeah <sighs> and they have a great account i very much a enjoy fantastic account but like, what are you talking about this yes aw programming yeah. call the fucking action yeah <laughs> so and, you know i guess he got a little better with pronunciation of espanol names but yeah. you know even still just yeah. garbage. I, I know Ian Riccoboni doesn't want to do the travel because he likes his family. Um, Bring in Caprice Coleman. Caprice yeah. Coleman and uh, Nigel McGuinness. Oh, you know what? That'd be a lot of fun. That Could would be fucking a lot rule of together. Fun. Yeah. Um, I was literally at the point where I was like, you know what? Fucking hire Morrow. Like I would, I would <laughs> rather be sitting through a cavalcade of pop culture references. I don't know. Could you take the fifteenth Barbie reference or <laughs> in the show? <laughs> oh my God, John Moxley here. He's just Ken. I'm like what? <laughs> he is Kenoff. <laughs> Ken Kenoff from Connecticut. <laughs> Kenoff day catastrophe proving he's Kenoff. <laughs> Kenoff's cake is Kenoff. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb anyway show kicks off with the international title match john moxley doing the open challenge thing once again is action and dready who i'm pretty sure has won aew singles victory yeah but it's the one that matters yes against chris jericho uh kicked off the show thought it was a fun match Mox yeah, Mox gave, let him get some shit in. Yeah, Mox let him get some shit in. Andretti kind of working subtle heel here because it was in Ohio. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. Um, no one from the BCC backing up John Moxley because I guess Claudio Wheeler, uh, they both were just like, yeah, we don't we don't want to fly on Saturday. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, also, <laughs> they looked at who he was facing. He was like, yeah, you don't need yeah, this. Yeah, you got this. You got but this. I will say the, the slickest part was, like you said, uh, Andretti was working heel. He was uh, he had Mox uh, down prone and had his arms up and started doing the stomps. Yes. But then Mox does this sick transition into the bulldog choke, which yes. fucking ruled yeah. for the finish. So good. Um, but yeah, if this is what the Mox run is going to be, him just having matches with random guys in the AEW roster that yeah. makes them look good, all for yeah. it. Like, I, I think we also got a tease with it week before last with uh, Mox versus Commander. Yes. Would have thought them going against each other would work, but it was a great yeah. time. Mm. Uh, we had the aforementioned second pre-tape from Roddy Strong right. uh, in the True Crime studio. Um, 
mostly talking about how he wants to you know make amends with Adam Cole and get his buddy back. Chair did look comfortable though. Yes, very comfortable. Chris Statlander still again doing the open challenge thing, went against one of the Renegade twins. Not mm-hmm. the one you're thinking of, the other one. Yeah, and, Lorenzo uh, Lamas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh <laughs> surprise, surprise, Chris won. Although it wasn't with her finishes with a an, an O'Connor roll, which mm. didn't hey. think that was gonna be the finish when it happened. But after the match, the other Renegade twin, again, not yes. that one, the other one, uh, yeah. she chops block Chris Statlander. They're beating her down, and Jade Cargill comes back. Hell yeah, she does. Crowd pops pretty hard. Yeah. Which I love it. She did. She did the uh, the the Jeff Hardy coming out for the save, but still does the signature pose on the yes. ramp. Yeah, hang uh, on, <laughs> got to get my shit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking absolutely uh, as amazing as ever. Yeah, she's takes she's, her time getting to the ring, but she's a goddamn superhero in real life. Yeah, like, no, in terms she's of her a physicality. Um, yeah, and just fucking stuffs the renegade sister with a boot. <laughs> And that's not a yeah. wrestling boot either. That's like a yeah, combat. That, that boot was to a the fucking face, heel man. to the face, right there. Yeah, I'd love to see a picture of the the other renegade uh, uh, his face with like a full you know footprint on it. Yeah, um, but it looks like uh, you know she and Chris are going to be buddy buddy. We got to face Jade, and oh no, what's that? Chris gets caught in a jaded and yeah. dropped by Jade as uh, she makes her intentions known. She wants her title back. Yeah, oh, I, I'm all here for that rematch. I think she loses the rematch and then moves into the other division, though. I could see that. Yeah, they they do need to, to kind of spice up who are going after yeah. the women's world title versus right. the t- women's TBS title. Correct. Um, speaking of the women's world title, Renee was backstage with Soraya and Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby's losing her mind about Tony Storm costing her the title, but Soraya says, you know, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. She promises that she's going to return to Arthur Ashe Stadium, where she <laughs> debuted, not just coming in as champion but she will leave as one as well that was la- that was last year at arthur ash when she debuted yep wow turns out <laughs> tony shivani did a sit down with claudio and eddie and uh, the moment this started i was excited because oh yeah just it, seeing them two with tony like yes. that's that's a golden trio right there yes. man yes and i was just like oh sweet a sit down not with jim ross yeah Let's see yeah, how this yeah. plays out Claudio and Eddie, you know, they lay out their history. They lay out their problems with each other. Eddie starts getting up in Claudio's ass about Claudio lying and all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kingston lays it out. You know what? New York, Grand Slam. Why don't we do this title for title? New Japan Strong title versus Ring of Honor World title. And Claudio says, you know what? I will accept it. But if I beat you, you have to shake my hand. Yeah. And tell me you respect me. Yes. Yeah. Loved that, and what I loved even more was that moment after Claudio got up and left, uh-huh. where you just got Eddie talking shit to Tony Schiavone. Yep, and Tony's just there like, God damn it, this is my yeah. fucking job. Schiavone uh, <laughs> has gone on record that Eddie Kingston's one of his favorite people in the company, and oh uh, yeah, I I would love to be a fly on the wall for those conversations. Oh for sure, like I, I want I, like once they say cut and they just hug it out and start yeah. bullshitting, like that's the stuff I want to see. So then we had a Bullet Club Gold trios match. It was going to be a four-on-four match, but Jay White had to uh, not be on the show on Saturday due to some personal issue. Don't know what it is. Not going to speculate. Just no Jay White. But he was there in spirit as they did the Bullet Club Gold intro with Cardblade in the spot of uh, Jay White. Um, Yeah. 
which they were selling mini card blades at all out. Yes. So good on you for realizing a money making opportunity. Yes. Uh, I love the cavalcade of idiots that Bullet Club Gold is turning into. Oh, they're total doofuses, <laughs> <laughs> but so, they're fun to watch. Yes, because you have the guns have always been goofy. Yeah. You have the card blade thing. Mm hmm. And you have the fucking honeycomb mascot turned into a human being <laughs> yes. in Juice Robinson, who now carries a plaque. Mm -hmm. Like now, an employee of the month or of the week plaque. Yes. Uh, so he, when he's coming out, I show, saw him show it to the camera. It was completely upside, upside down. down. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what this is. I couldn't read it. But they end up having a trios match against Aerostar, Gravity, and the former Drago, yeah. Now Dios del Inframado, Inframundo, Inframundo. Sorry, yes. Uh, God of the Underworld. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Drago. Really, really fun match. Uh, yeah. Aerostar, however, did not have anything tall to fall off of. So no. Unsurprisingly, the Luchadors lose here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of his uh, his ace in the hole. He's jumping off of high things. Uh, I will point out, though, that uh, before the match started, Juice Robinson sat card blade with the commentators. Yes. And also put his plaque on uh, the desk where we finally got an understanding of what it is. He was the collision cowboy of the month. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bless it. Absolutely love it. So then we had a promo from... The unnamed C.J. Perry. Yes. Talking about uh, how, how she was uh, sacrificed on Miro's Road to Redemption. Calls him stubborn. Cuts a hell of a promo. I was going to say, I was very impressed with her performance here. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, I, I think the, all I remember seeing of her in an actual sort of promo sort of thing was in her Russian accent, which, yeah. you know, was fine for the gimmick they were doing for Rusev Day and all that stuff. But to actually hear her cut an impassioned promo in her own voice, I was yeah. pretty impressed. I know she, like, has done some acting, but I never really thought it was anything, you know, of note. But yeah. I was, you know, it, it caught my eye. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm a little more curious now to see where this is going. But she uh, wraps up by saying she's the, she was the hottest manager in wrestling, and maybe it's time for her to retake that mantle. I think she is going to do the old 80s territory thing of I'm going to bring in monsters to take down the face. So okay. I think she's going to be the manager of a bunch of people going against Miro. Okay. Um, probably with Hobbs, too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking with Hobbs. But yeah, that makes sense. Then we had the return of something that had been long gone in AEW television. A Dark Order recruitment ad. Yeah, this was... <laughs> This kind of caught me off guard. I was like, uh, okay. I don't know why it was happening, but I was goddamn delighted it happened. Yes. Um, I was just like, oh, shit, they're actually doing something with the Dark Order again. Yeah, it's been a hot uh, minute. But uh, no website or phone number to sign up this time. No. Uh, yes. Claimed had a very weird promo where they were talking about how they're doing a world tour. Uh, of, yeah. Of England and the United States. Yeah. England already happened. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, you know. I, I guess it was a thing. Everyone um, loves the acclaimed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see how long that holds out. Uh, Wearing thin on you a little bit? A little bit. Okay. A, a little bit. I like, I think Bowens is talented as hell. Sure. I get why they won the trios belts, but I feel like the, to use the old Schlegel turn of phrase, I can't miss you if you don't go away. Uh -huh. They're, they've been almost consistently on 
two, if not three shows every week. I feel like there was a time where they weren't on Dynamite very much. And that's because I wasn't watching Rampage or Collision, but... (laughs) See, there you go. (laughs) A lot of times they were on one or the other, if not all of them, because they're a very big, you know, response live. But I'm just like, God damn. Okay. (laughs) I, I... I think it's just starting to wear a little thin because it's the same thing every time. You know, gotcha. it, it's almost like the the way the Dudley boys were before, you know, they left WWE the first time. Where it was like, yeah, right, get the table was up, you know, the 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 five moves of doom is yeah. basically where we're getting with the acclaimed. OK, anyway, Ray Fenix made his return to AEW after being destroyed by John Moxley, which is the reason why he could not be at all in and absolutely no other reason whatsoever. <laughs> uh, he had a match with Helico. Yeah. And Helico still employed. Good for you. However, did not get his awesome entrance music nor his awesome entrance dance. No, but still wearing his Mountain Dew gear. So, yes. At least we got that. Uh, we also had some uh, around the ring shenanigans between Alex Abrahantes and Serpentico. Mm-hmm. Which was yeah, incredible. Serpentico is still employed. Yes. Uh, but this was really just about giving Phoenix a win as he's looking for revenge against John Moxley, something that would come up again later in the evening. Tony Schiavone then backstage with FTR. Dax Harwood said, you know what? If we want to call ourselves the best team, we need to be the best team. Cash Wheeler then decided to do finger guns, which... <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> anyway, hey, you're, man, not gonna gimmick, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Yeah, yeah. FTR are doing an open challenge with the tag belt. What? No, yeah. we haven't seen one of those in 20 minutes. They they want to defend their titles against any young team that's willing to step up. Okay, you want to you want to give them a go? <laughs> All right, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Although you know, I mean, you're not young. Young but. is a. <laughs> <laughs> If he said, we'll give a chance against any middle-aged team, let's fucking go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Let's Um, go. We had Roddy Strong against Darby Allin. Match was a great time, even if the commentary was dog shit. Uh, Unsurprisingly, Roddy Strong ends up winning because even before the match starts, and again, I love these storylines literally colliding with each other. Yeah. Uh, What is collision? Darby's going to be skating to the ring. Luchasaurus jumps him. Yeah, just grabs him by the yeah. throat. I mean, Chris, I guess Darby has really bad peripheral vision because yeah. he wasn't hiding behind anything per no. se. He just kind of came in frame. And he's not small. He's, he's no, a pretty yeah. big dinosaur. He's, he's a large fellow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christian talks shit about how Darby's only in the tournament because he's never going to win the TNT title, which <laughs> I thought was fun. And then Luchasaurus lawn darts. Darby Allen, as if he's yeah. Kevin Nash throwing Rey Mysterio Jr. into a production, production truck. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, Nick Wayne tries to make the save, all that fun stuff. And of course, he was uh, rooting Darby on throughout the whole match. Um, so the kingdom ends up getting involved and getting in the face of Nick Wayne. Mm-hmm. AR Fox comes out to back him up, but Nick Wayne. He's not feeling the AR Fox thing still. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they fucking destroyed him in his own home. So, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Taven gets on the apron. Nick Wayne pulls him off the apron. AR Fox goes to dive on Matt Taven. Bennett pulls Taven out of the way. And AR mm. Fox lands on Nick Wayne. So, I see. you know, the, the issues continue. Yeah. Uh, we get the uh, uh, 
double knees out from Roddy Strong while Darby goes for a coffin drop. So fuck his life and his back. Mm-hmm. And then once again, end of heartache scores the win and that puts him in the final powerhouse Hobbs just cut a promo indicating he still existed. Cool. Speaking of people who still exist, noted anime enthusiast, Keith Lee. <laughs> Yeah, rocking a one piece hoodie for his promo. I uh, could maybe hear he's Justin screaming at his television from here. <laughs> um, but uh, he said, "You know what? I'm gonna do things solo, and I got some advice for anyone who's in my way. Run." Would have been great. Would have been awesome if it also weren't the guy wearing a giant cartoon. <laughs> um, what color is his hair now? Uh, I, I think he's dying it black again. He didn't okay. have the beard anymore, so he's, okay. He's lost the the Gandalf the Grey look. Uh huh. Um, right. We got a video package on the righteous. Okay, they're they're still coming. They're still threatening people. Who are uh, the righteous? Uh, that that's uh oh god, what's his name? It, it's it's the Ring of Honor Wyatt family. Oh, okay. The Rob uh, Vincent guy. Dutch and Stu Grayson. That's okay. that's who they are now. Um, Aren't they an impact? No, no, no. Uh, they've been in Ring of Honor. Since uh, Tony took over. Oh, I got Sue Grayson confused with Alan Angels. Yeah. Little bald guys. Yeah. Uh, Vincent and Dutch, though, were in Impact for a little while. Because before Tony started everything back up, there was like an Honor No More group, which was like Vincent Dutch. Right. Okay. Someone else. Gotcha. Anyway, Brian Danielson comes out to the ring. He's with Tony Schiavone. And uh, he said, I got to tell you guys something. I promised... My six-year-old daughter. Oh boy! That once she turns seven, I'm gonna start wrapping up my career. Mm-hmm. I will just now say two things. One, he didn't say that he will not come back when she turns eight. <laughs> <laughs> two, there is uh, a headline that gets reposted a lot when it comes to anything Brian Danielson related. Brian Danielson quote, I love lying. It's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) But he said, you know, if if he's got to be winding down, I'm not going to go quietly into the night. This is going to be the most epic year of my career. I'm going to kick everyone's freaking head in and October 1st, wrestle dream, Seattle, Washington. I want to wrestle the man who everyone says is the best technical wrestler in the world, Zack Sabre Jr. Let's go. Hell yes. Finally. Supposed to be forbidden door last year. Yeah. Didn't work out. Danielson was fucked up. But uh, now we're going to get them against each other. Hopefully they just wrap Brian Danielson in bubble wrap between now and October 1st so we can still have it. Yeah. So, you know, crowd's going nuts, but out comes Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Ricky. So Ricky Starks is... You know, uh, talking about how the spotlight es- escaped him once again. Uh, he once again drops that awesome, you know, I'm being given bread when I want a full meal. Mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done being hungry. It's time to be greedy. And said, you know what, Danielson? You didn't tap me out. You didn't do it. So Danielson says, you know what? I'm not done. I'm not done with you. We have a thing here in the Blackpool Combat Club. If you want to be a part of us, you got to bleed with us. And he offers Ricky an opportunity to join the Blackpool Combat Club. Wow. And no sooner than he says that, Big Bill, Large William himself, 
boots the hell out of Brian Danielson. There you go. <laughs> Let's go. John Moxley makes his way to the ring to make the save. Big Bill drops him with a boot. Starks is choking out Danielson with the, the T-shirt. Uh, just, you know, absolutely big time angle. Uh, okay. it, it basically looked like the choke that Danielson did on Justin Roberts. All these ages. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, well, one thing about those big boots um, is something that cannot be taught. Yes, that is very I don't true. Know if you knew that, cannot be taught. Um, we got a rundown on the dynamite card and brand new addition to it: John Moxley versus Big Bill for the international championship on Wednesday. Hell yeah! <laughs> We've really turned around on Cass here, <laughs> uh, and that meant we got a promo from Big Bill. Tony okay. Schiavone said, "You know what?" I just beat John Moxley's ass, and I'm going to do it again in Moxley's hometown. And no sooner does he say that, I love when this happens, Phoenix comes up to him and is like, hey, referencing what he said earlier in the night, mm-hmm. Moxley's mine. Okay. I'm going to take him down. And, you know, he's all up in Big Bill's face, despite being easily a foot shorter. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but uh, Big Bill said, you know. Don't worry about it. Worry about the match Penta's got with Samoa Joe. And uh, again, I I just love when they have moments and it's been a while since they've had it where it, you realize it's, it's one combined locker room. Yeah. The the storylines all connect and all connect and all connect. It's it's the Muppet show backstage, you know? Right. Um, So really enjoyed that. But then we had our main event, Samoa Joe versus Penta. Joey Samoa wins. I thought this was a lot of fun. It felt like they left a little bit in the tank for a future match. Okay. Um, But uh, very, very fun match. Um, Penta pulled out a table right at the beginning of the match. Mm -hmm. Just set up in the corner. So, of course, for part of the finish, Penta goes for a dive. Joe does his sidestep and Penta goes right through the table. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Come on. So uh, it's going to be Scout your opponent. We Roddy Strong against Samoa Joe in the finals of this title tournament. Okay. Worth pointing out, Roddy Strong, his neck injury, quote unquote, started with Samoa Joe. With Samoa Joe. So nice yeah. little full circle thing there. But this is where I think they've booked themselves into a corner, Chris. Okay. Both guys have a very uh, a, a very strong storyline reasoning to go against MJF at Grand Slam. Correct. Roddy's got the whole Adam Cole thing. He wants to prove to Adam Cole he can be, you know, the 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 better friend. All these different things, but they just started this thing with Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you pull the trigger on for Grand Slam for a big show like Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. I would say go Joe and let the um, Roddy thing ruminate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just, you know, yeah. where my head's at. Like a marquee match, a world title match. Yeah. At Arthur Ashe, Roderick sure. Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean. Yeah, even though that has been a part of sure, the no, biggest angle in AEW right now. It, it has, it has. But at, at, in terms of looking at a match on paper, and I'm not sure the ticket situation at Arthur Ashe. Uh, it's rough. It's rough. Is it? Yeah. Uh, so – First time they went to Arthur Ashe in 2021. It was a shoot of, sellout, wasn't it? Yeah. 22,000 plus. Yeah. Second time they did like 10, 15. It, it wasn't Ooh. as big. They've sold 5,000 tickets. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, granted, 
according to what I've been reading, um, you're also paying four times as much to go to the show now. So really? that's why it's one fourth of the audience. Eek. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they I'd do imagine need a that big will match. change the week, uh, you know, week leading up tickets yeah. will get discounted. I'm sure. Oh, uh, undoubtedly. Um, but definitely, uh, kind of rough seeing yeah. how, how things are going. I mean, uh, last night collision credit to AEW's crack video team. Didn't look like it was yeah. you know, an empty arena. 3,000 people in a venue that can hold 19,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, apparently, AEW was built under the idea that for, you know, the live shows, get three to 4,000 people in an arena. Uh-huh. So, like, they're doing that. But. Right. Um, things you'd, have you'd definitely be- changed since, you know, end of 2021, where it looked like they were going to be all up in WWE's ass. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. But hey, we got a new era. We got a fun new Lucha-filled collision. We got a really awesome show coming up on Wednesday. And uh, Chris, believe it or not, I think we talked more this week than we did last week. Yeah, we did. So until next time for the Rough House Podcast, I've been Marty. And I'm uh, Chris, and I'm, uh, I'm tired. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. Hello there. Are you on the hill of a recent face turn? but find that the audience isn't buying your recent and sudden change of heart? Are you concerned that your newfound good guy status won't get over and you'll be relegated to permanent mid-card status? Well, you're not alone. Hundreds of wrestlers each year find themselves switching allegiances, joining new factions, and pairing up with tag team partners, unsure if they made the right decision. That's where I come in. I'm Dr. Ron Funches, and I run About Faces Gimmick Adjustment Services. Come in today for a no-cost evaluation, and we'll plan your next step together. Meet with our on-site tailor to discuss new tights, or speak with our one-on-one slogan coach to come up with a new catchphrase that'll have the internet buzzing. It's time to put some syrup on that flapjack. At About Faces, face turns are what we do, and we do them well. Now get out there and give that handicapped kids in the front row your glasses.